It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's a good one. Uh, today is Friday, and uh, as uh, is always the case on Fridays, we uh, have music coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. Flint's own uh, Greg Nagy, who's been here many times, and we play some of his music from time to time, is going to be here uh, with new music and a chance for you to download it free. So we'll we'll get into all of that a little bit later. In the middle of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with the uh, acclaimed Vietnamese American novelist, lawyer, and professor Lan Cao about the book that she has co-written with her daughter, Harlan Margaret Van Cao, uh, called Family in Six Tones, A Refugee Mother, an American Daughter. Uh, but first, coming up uh, here in just a moment, I'm going to be talking with uh, my guest this hour. Uh, for those of you that are old like I am, uh, perhaps you remember those old uh, television public service announcements that say, uh, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Well, a new book doesn't just uh, play on that uh, turn of phrase. The title is This is Your Brain on Food, and it's an indispensable guide to the surprising foods that can fight depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, ADHD, and more. And uh, it's it's written by my guest, who is a rare combination of Harvard psychiatrist, nutrition specialist, and professional chef. Dr. Uma Naidu joins me now by phone. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate this invitation and speaking with you today. You know, it's I, I was I was looking over this uh, the material. This is your brain on food, and we always think of of food in terms of our physical health. But is there food that's good for our mental health besides cake? That's a good one. I love it. Um, so, <laughs> you just slipped it in there, Tom. I love it. Um, so, so, you know, you're absolutely right. We, we tend to know uh, what's good for our hypertension or how to eat better for cholesterol, but we don't associate food 
about actual brain health or mental health and whether it can make us feel better or worse. Um, you know, and, and, and while I love to bake myself, the truth is that I've learned over time and just by understanding the research that, you know, a diet of, of, of cake and, and sugary foods and, you know, uh, the processed foods and, and fried foods, much of what we consider to be a standard American diet um, and things that we're used to eating are not good for our brain health. Ultimately, over time, they really make things worse. They drive depression, they can worsen anxiety and more, including affecting our thinking. And, and interesting, you mentioned some of those things, processed foods and, and the like, and I brought up cake because um, when, when I think about food um, for, uh, for mental health, I think of comfort food. And what's the difference right. between, you know, what we consider comfort food and food that is actually good for us? Absolutely. I think there is a, that's, a, that's a great way to sort of separate it out, Tom, because, because essentially, you know, when we are stressed or feeling anxious or going through a difficult time, such as a pandemic, people are reaching out for comfort food. So they, it, it's almost a, a, a touch of that emotional eating that we speak about, where we are trying to soothe our emotions by eating a comfort food that we feel will make us better. And in the moment, it may actually do that. It's, it's the longer-term effects on our brain health that, that become important. So the foods that, that I'm, I've sort of worked on describing in the book and helping people understand more about is the fact that there, there are some basic pillars that people can start with, you know, in, including more fruit and vegetables in their diet. Um, low glycemic foods like berries are a good a, a good addition to a diet. Also, the antioxidants in those um, in those types of berries and the different colors of berries are very useful and very helpful um, for your brain. And they contain um, substances called uh, polyphenols. So, it's, it's, what we're trying to do is break down the the reasons that certain foods are healthier for you and link them to a certain condition. So, for example. In depression, you know, you actually can include some super extra dark chocolate, uh, more than 70%, because the more natural, the better, because of the ingredient in dark chocolate actually helps mood. So, you know, there's a, there's, there's a good thing to turn to uh, if, you're looking in, if you're looking for something sweet. It's just getting used to that extra dark flavor. And that's tough for me, because uh, I love, you know, the milk chocolate that, that we find it's, in so many things candy bars and, and uh, exactly. M&Ms and so on. Um, but the, you, brought, you mentioned the pandemic, and, and I want to talk about that a little bit because in addition to comfort food, the first few weeks I, I put on a few COVID pounds because oh, yeah. because I, uh, I did what I call boredom eating. Um, <laughs> but, but I want to ask about mood and depression and how those things yeah. interact and and you know at what point is it just simply limited to the restrictions we're feeling and the stresses we're feeling in the moment because of mm -hmm. stay at home orders and so on it, and something longer absolutely. term absolutely so I think that, that it's very important for us to understand we're in a highly unusual time. This is not typical. It's not normal to be going through summer this way um, and um, to have experienced what we have in the last few months. So there's a natural 
uh, understanding and association with the fact that people may not be feeling great. Um, and more people than not, I think, are struggling. And, and we don't yet have the immediate facts and figures, but we know that mental health and symptoms are on the rise. So there's, there's, the, there's the understanding of what is here now and the fact that there's a certain amount of difficulty with us um, facing that. But then there's also how we're eating and how we're coping with that. And with the only part of the pandemic when certain shelves and supermarkets were empty, people they were panicked, um, getting shelf-stable foods, getting boxed foods, pa- packaged foods. Um, and th- there was good reason for that. People were very worried about having enough to eat. And unfortunately, that also set off us eating more processed foods, the cookies, you know, the shelf-stable things that we can put in our um, kitchen cupboard and find months later. And the reason you can do that is because the foods contain preservatives, dyes, colorants, stabilizers that will make them last. Unfortunately, those ingredients affect our mood by impacting our gut microbiome. They they are called you know they have ingredients which are called disruptors of the microbiome, and that imbalance in our gut microbiome, which is basically the part of our body where 39 to 40 trillion bacteria live, and they live there really to help us. And when we feed them the wrong types of foods, um, such as the one I just named, they start to work against us because the bad bacteria start to thrive. So, uh, you know, one of the ways we want to think about this is we are in a difficult time. What are the things that we can not do to feel more restricted than we're already feeling emotionally? But what foods can we add in to make us feel good? So what are the things that we can do if we are having a frozen frozen dinner at night or a frozen pizza because we, we had those stocked up? But can we do something like add back some fresh food? You know, even, even uh, frozen vegetables are actually a really good choice, as well as frozen berries are a great choice because in, in the United States, our fruits and vegetables are flash frozen. So they're actually pretty nutritious when you, when you eat them frozen. But I would just ask people to stay away from the sauce, the syrup, the added, added sodium um, or sugars that you might find. So if, if they have those added syrups and juices, you don't want that brand. You just want the plain, simple, you know, vegetable in a bag or um, berries in a bag, for example. Is it okay to have, your, is it okay to have your berries on ice cream? <laughs> you're making this really hard for me so, no i'm i'm yes, i yes, i don't no, mean no, to be right, difficult yes. oh no no I, I understand completely but but you know you make you make a good point so for example um when i when i spoke about having a frozen pizza not not the perfect meal obviously nutrition nutrition wise but say that's what you have my challenge to you would be can you add in some steamed veggies that you can get frozen add in some flavorings, steam them up, and add some vegetables as a side dish. You'll make a really big, hearty salad that really brings back some good, nutritious food to your meal as well. And, and in terms of berries and ice cream, you know, I think that um, it, it would, it, I think when we get into the habit of eating ice cream, it's, it's something that we enjoy. But again, it's the longer-term effect of, of that ice cream because it's, it's also a processed food. So I would rather someone move from, say that, that every night of, say, having ice cream after dinner to can you think of things like berries and, um, say, strawberries with, with a touch of, um, there's a really great way to make coconut cream, which is a healthier fat, and cacao nibs, which are easy to get in the supermarket and crunchy, and sort of bring back something different. So you're having a fresh food, which is rich in, in uh, flavonoids, good for you, not processed, a little bit of coconut cream with a healthy fat, 
uh, in in a, in a in portion control, so you're not having a ton of it, and then some cacaos, which make that chocolatey crunch, and it's almost challenging people to think a little bit out of the box than what we're used to in order to really fortify our mental health because if anything we're in a phase right now where we have to we we have to take care of our mental well-being given what we're facing moving forward and the uncertainty one way we can do that is through making some tweaks in our diet and i wanted to ask you i was i was reading um here that pre-COVID statistics show that a uh, one in five American adults will suffer a diagnosable mental health condition in any given yeah. year, and 46% of Americans will meet the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition sometime in their lifetime. Um, you mentioned um, COVID and, and the short-term stress and, and strain, but how are we defining um, a mental health condition when there are that many people diagnosable? Um, I think, could, could you repeat that question? I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, if, yeah. if ha almost half of Americans will at some point in their lifetime have a diagnosable mental health condition, what are we considering a mental health condition? I, I, I mean, do we consider oh, sure. some people's personality quirks? Uh, you, you know, I, how, how do we define what it means to be mentally healthy or not? Sure. So part of it is the definition that, you know, psychiatrists will use using a book called the DSM-5, which breaks down criteria for different illnesses. Um, and that's have to say as a practicing clinician of almost two decades now does not cover everyone so you, you you're making a really excellent point it I think that the way the way a person should think about it is am I feeling different are my family noticing things about me that are different my loved ones noticing that I'm not going out as much and by out I mean maybe outgoing because some people are feeling restricted right now even during COVID so have, has my has my emotional state changed? Are they noticing I'm not eating that well, or I'm eating too much, or I'm you know I'm not sleeping at night. I'm I'm up watching television because I'm anxious and watching the statistics. Um, sometimes it's noticing a behavior that has changed or a habit, such as how we eat, how we sleep, what we're doing. Maybe some people are struggling because they're bored and they're drinking more alcohol at home. Right there is an, a, another problem that we're facing during COVID. So. Part of it is really defined by uh, statistics that, you know, get done by large organizations such as the CDC and others. And we understand that they give us a guideline as to the, let's say, the prevalence of a certain disorder in the country or in the world. But on a day-to-day -day basis, what a person needs to really be concerned about is how, are, how am I coping? What, what are people saying to me? Am I managing at work? Am I struggling? And if you are... Food is certainly a way and, and something you can do immediately to start to, to change how you're feeling. But another well, let, thing, well, you can reach out. For, you can reach out for help. Let's let's get into some of the specifics of that if we can. Can I can I get you to stick around? I have yes. to take a short break, and then uh, we'll come back and dig down on good food, bad food, and uh, what constitutes um, being healthy mentally. 
Um, we'll we'll get into all of that. My guest is uh, Dr. Uma Naidu, and uh, the book is This Is Your Brain on Food. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky, soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Pearly Gate Rock, all dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes, the king inside. A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in checker money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian Residence, add $3. 
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. TomSumnerProgram.com TomSumnerProgram.com This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I continue now with my conversation with um, Harvard psychiatrist, nutrition specialist, and professional chef, Dr. Uma Naidu, about her book, This Is Your Brain on Food. And, uh, Doctor, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you so much, Tom. just before the break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, what constitutes uh, mental health. How do, how do we know if we're not healthy mentally? I think most people know if, if something upsets them or, you know, if they're, they're struggling with change, such as the kinds of changes we're going through uh, during this pandemic, like working from home. I, I'm even starting to hear about... Uh, working from home burnout and uh, mm-hmm. the challenges that people have. They're trying to work from home. They're trying to accommodate their children learning from home. And um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a huge challenge. Um, how, does, how do you know if, if what you're experiencing is more of a longer-term problem and just what's in the moment. We kind of talked about that a little bit in the last segment. Um, sure. I think, I think that's a, actually a big differentiator because you might be a pretty resilient person and prior to COVID and lockdown and all these different struggles that we're each experiencing in a different way, including Tom, things like Zoom fatigue, people who are on online meetings or students who are learning online for several hours you know, can be quite exhausted just 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 by that type of routine. Yeah, doctor. I, I, had, I had a guest on this week that was talking about um, for for good health and and for being able to sleep that we should start to um, you know curb our screen time. And I'm thinking, how? <laughs> exactly how? Because everything, including studying, the students now is on. You know, uh, college students. Uh, is, is mostly online and even for younger ones. So you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's this difficult time that we're in. And I think it's, it's really about figuring out for yourself. If, say, for example, one way to think about it is if before COVID you were pretty healthy, well, you were not needing to talk to a therapist or see a psychiatrist, um, and you, you were generally coping okay. You know, if, you, if, if your mood and your anxiety and your stress have taken a turn for the worse, which many people are experiencing, um, the you know it may be wise for you to seek some counseling and and see if someone can help you assess what you need from 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 here. I'm not I'm not saying that it needs to be a medication. I do prescribe medications, but I'm saying in order to assess what's going on, definitely take feedback from your friends, family, and loved ones because they will notice changes that you may not notice yourself. Take some help help and and sort of see see where you're at and what you might need. The reason to pay attention, even if you were pretty healthy before COVID time, is because this could get worse. And in a person who is coping well, when you have such a big stress as we are facing now and things that you just outlined as well, it could get worse. And you, you don't want that for, you, for your mental health or your mental well-being. 
food can certainly play a role. How how you what you change, what you add to your diet, a few tweaks that you can maybe cut back on or remove from your diet over time. No one can do it overnight. Is going to help you, and that's where using this to become more resilient and in a preventative way can be helpful. So the other group of people may be individuals who are coping okay. In fact, like liking working from home, have some difficulties and. Zoom fatigue and things like that that are coping. Even those people can do something to fortify and almost use food in a preventative way moving forward because there's still this ongoing certainty, these ongoing stresses, not knowing really what may be happening in even in a month from now. So I feel like this is this is a way for us to take a step back, assess where we are at, and get the help that we need. Um, doctor, I want to talk about food specifically, but but I have a couple yeah. of more questions related to mental health in general. And um, one of those is with, you know, ha- almost half of Americans at some point in their lifetime meeting the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition. Of those, how many can sort of help themselves through it by having friends they can confide in, and how many really need to seek the help uh, help of a professional? Sure, that's a, um, I think that's a really good uh, good point to try to understand. One thing we should know, Tom, is that I know that you were you were reporting on the pre-COVID statistics, but in late June, the CDC came out with a report showing that forty percent of U.S. adults reported struggling with mental health or substance abuse. Um, so, you know, we are, we are noticing that during COVID times are hard. A, a big differentiator is, and the thing to know, is many people actually don't seek the help of, of a professional when they're not feeling good. And while we can get some help and confide in a friend and get some support, even within our families, our church, a spiritual center that you attend, um, a group of friends, a, a book club, people that you can confide in. I think that if that helps you, absolutely. I am all for people getting support. But where you are not getting out of bed, so anxious that you cannot get on that Zoom call, it's not just Zoom fatigue, but you're so anxious about, say, the outcome of a meeting with your boss or how you might perform in a, in a test that you need to take, that you are not able to perform in the way that you usually would. If you are feeling so depressed that you are thinking about ways to kill yourself, if you are losing touch with reality, if your mood is either extremely low or extremely high, so an extremely high mood would be what we call mania or hypomania, and that would be someone who's not sleeping, so productive that their family is wondering why they're getting up at night cleaning the house, they suddenly decide that with the $3,000 that they have in their checking account, they should buy a, a car that night for $10,000. Um, so overspending, uh, making rash decisions, not sleeping, having so much energy that it's, it's out of context. All of these are, are active, could potentially be active mental health symptoms of an acute illness. And that's really where an emergency room, seeing your primary care doctor, you know, reaching out to a counselor, reaching out to, uh, if you're feeling suicidal, reaching out to a suicide hotline, of which there are many in the United States that you can dial a toll-free number to get immediate help. That's important. That's a very big differentiator. So acute illness, 
is different from not feeling great and trying to find ways to help yourself through your community, through your friends and family, and then deciding if you want to seek counseling with, with a professional online. And in the, uh, in the first segment, Doctor, you mentioned um, friends helping to intervene or um, identify changes in behavior, friends and family, people close to you. Um, mm-hmm. I- at what point is it, um, is, is there a, a time when people uh, who notice some differences in a friend or loved one that they, that they should say something, and are there times when they shouldn't? I, I, I personally think that they should always say something or, or try to intervene if they feel comfortable to do so. That is why it is hard to just rely on this mechanism, Tom, because sometimes a family member may, um, if someone, for example, is losing touch with reality, say they have a, a mental illness and they haven't been, sent, been able to see their provider to get medication and they're losing touch with reality. You know, if they are actively psychotic, that could place a family member or a friend in danger because the person may be losing touch with reality. So I would say always try to seek help, and if you, you, if you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself, try to help that loved one or that friend get help in, say, an urgent care center, a hospital emergency room. Emergency rooms in, in the United States uh, have 24 hours of care, so there are always a physician, nurses on duty in our, in our hospital emergency rooms. And urgent care centers have slightly different hours. So part of it is, number one, defining how acute the problem is. So if it's something that you can sit by someone and, and listen to them, that could be very helpful. But if it's more serious, um, you might not want to place yourself in the position of being the uh, being the caregiver, but rather say, let's let's try to get you some help. Can we all, um, you know, take you to the emergency room? Can we have you evaluated by this doctor? Can I call up the primary care physician and see if he or she could see you and assess what's going on? My guest is Dr. Uma Naidu, who is the author of This Is Your Brain on Food, an indispensable guide to surprising foods that fight depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, ADHD, and more. And doctor, when I first saw the title, This Is Your Brain on Food, the first thing that went through my mind is that all I know about specific foods is that fish makes you smarter and spinach (laughs) makes you stronger like Popeye. Well, that's, that's actually, you know, it's great that those are actually true because um, <laughs> you may get three fatty acids in, 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 fatty, in fatty fish like salmon um, are actually good for your brain. So they are good for mood symptoms. They are actually good to help lower anxiety. And they are easy to incorporate in our diet. So, and, and it turns out that, you know, Popeye and his spinach. Um, so the folates in spinach are actually um, one of the things that it's richest in. Actually, a really healthy ingredient for both our gut microbiome, where, where, you know, a lot, I know you've looked at the book and we just explain a lot through that mechanism, but also it's a great brain food. So, so uh, you know, you're, you're definitely not wrong on that. And sometimes we, we, we learn these things from, um, you know, you made the comment about the title of my book. We learn these things from things we've seen in ads and advertising and television and media. Um, and some of them actually end up true, but, but not everything is, is true. You know, I think that, that sometimes when studies are quoted, especially in nutrition, out of context or with a single fact being shared, people get confused. And one of the reasons 
for writing this book, um, Tom, was because many of my patients came in confused, saying, you know, one doctor says I should eat this, another doctor says I should cut, I should cut fat out, I should, you know, I get confused by what I'm seeing and reading in the book. So, um, as a psychiatrist, whether someone comes in with a carnivore diet or a paleo diet or a, or a vegan diet, I've, I've got to be able to help them with their mental health. So, you know, some of it is then just just advising them about foods they can add back to feel better. Yeah, I have people trying to get me to go with a Mediterranean diet, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, well, send me to the Mediterranean, and I'll eat like that. <laughs> and um, you'll eat like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but in all in all seriousness, you're right. There is a lot of confusion. Um, I know some people say that uh, drinking is harmful. Some people will say a glass of wine every day is good for digestion. Um, there, you know, when when you're talking about uh, uh, pulmonary uh, issues, uh, whether you eat um, green vegetables uh, versus not green vegetables, there there are all these things where you know, some people tell you to do this, some people tell you to do that, and, and it is very confusing. Um, are, there, are there recipes in the book, This Is Your Brain on Food? Yes. So there are recipes in Chapter 11, and, and um, I, you know, I, I am a trained chef, but I wasn't going to, you know, try to help people make a souffle. I really want them <laughs> to start, I really did want them to start with some base. By the way, we have a good ice cream recipe in there. Made from fruit, so you might want to check that out. I might. Um, but they, and you can even add chocolate chips or make it a chocolate flavor. Um, but but basically, there there are easy recipes to get someone started. And I and and the you know when you mentioned the confusion that people have, you're absolutely right. I really wanted to simplify this for mental well-being, and that's that's really the purpose behind the book, because there's a good amount of evidence behind the foods that we describe. We look at over 200 foods in the book. And many of them you actually know might be eating, might be know are healthy for you, maybe you're not eating them. But they are easy to incorporate and they are lists in every chapter of foods to to embrace is what we call it. So foods you should add more of and foods to avoid, the ones you should know the science behind so that you realize what it is that's making a symptom worse. For example, nitrates found in processed meats, uh, which could be in lunch meats, for example, are not good for depression. So if, you know, someone knowing that uh, makes it useful for them to cut back on that that food item and add back a different food item to um, to really, to and, and to add, add in with the healthy ingredients, you can, you can stick to portion control, but with things like vegetables, you can have a really hearty salad, add some lean protein, some, some chickpeas, some, some avocado, and fun ingredients that to make it delicious. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be, you know, horrible and tasting poorly. And that, that's important to me. I, I care about the flavor of food. So I, I want people to, to have options that they can incorporate easily and tastefully. Well, yeah, but you're a nutrition specialist and a professional chef for most of us. And, and you mentioned this uh, earlier, Doctor, um, about the way we were stocking up on food at the beginning of the pandemic. People were concerned about whether the, you know, the food delivery system was going to break down or if there would be right. enough food. Right. And, and so they started stocking up on things, and, and we know that the things we stock up on tend to have more preservatives and so on. Um, but right. are there foods that we typically stock and have around the house 
that are better than other foods like i'm thinking uh, when you were talking about processed meats i was thinking God, how often if i'm just a little bit hungry do i go out to the kitchen and make a bologna sandwich mm-hmm. would it be better to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich so so that's a great question because you you know people who uh, not necessarily you, Tom, but someone who's struggling with depression might want to know that. That's probably not the best snack for them. Um, so why not switch it out with something like have, you know, celery sticks or some fresh-cut veggies and something like almond butter um, or even, you know, a dab of peanut butter. I personally prefer almond butter for the, the source of the protein and the healthy fat. Um, and it's something now that we can get in supermarkets. I'm, you know, you, you point out that I'm a chef, so I, I don't come... To this, I come to this, if anything, with humility of someone who has not been a perfect eater for part of my life and really have tried to <laughs> embrace that as a way to, as a way to, to, um, you know, to feel better, but also to be healthier. So I certainly don't, you know, expect people, like I said, to be making a souffle. The recipes are really intended to get you started so that simple things like, can you make some hummus? Can you buy a can of chickpeas? Um, drain them, you know, uh, blend them up quickly and have that healthy snack, which would last a week if you make it yourself. A few other ingredients, not many. Uh, put it in, 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 in your fridge, make it on a Sunday so you have it for the whole week and have some cut up veggies so that you have a snack to go to when you're feeling hungry. You know, there are things like little, little bowls of, uh, um, strawberries or blueberries and having, having a little piece of that if you have a bit of a sweet tooth. Um, also, you know, if you say you like salty pretzels and, um, and peanuts, you know, instead of getting those, get some raw nuts and, um, things like almonds or macadamia, really healthy, um, have some good fats for your brain. But if you like a salty snack, make some kale chips in the oven. Now, I know you, I know you're going to roll your eyes at that one, Tom. But here's the thing: <laughs> you, you heard can that. Actually, you can, <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. But here's the thing: you can, you can, you could you could get um, fresh, you know, fresh chopped kale from your supermarket and pop it in the oven. You know, wash it and do the usual, um, you know, a clean procedure and all of that when you're cooking. Drizzle some olive oil, salt, and pepper. Your favorite spice, maybe it's you know some spicy chili or something like that, and roast up, roast them up in the oven for probably about I think it's twenty minutes, uh, depending on the oven temperature. And you have a, a crunchy snack you can eat immediately. So, so it's about it might take that extra step, but but if you can at least do one thing that to make a change today, that could help you in the direction of um, of, of slowly improving things in your overall diet so that, you know, from the beginning of the pandemic when we were stocking up on cookies and crackers and, you know, processed foods because we were worried, um, and I understand that, you know, can we now move to, you know, we can get some frozen veggies and stock up in your fridge, frozen berries and stock those up. Um, you know, think about some simple recipes you can do. I'm, I'm a big proponent of meal planning. I think that especially for busy families, kids being back from college or studying from home, um, homeschooling plus plus many individuals in, in the home working from home. A little bit of planning, the family can help with it, um, is, is worthwhile. You know, uh, making up that batch of hummus, hummus, making up some, you know, steel-cut oats for the, for the week or making up some chia pudding that you can, you can make with three ingredients, set them up for the family and, and there's breakfast for the week. So, so there are things that that we can do to help ourselves. You know, we can learn to make one sheet pan meals, all roasted in the oven. You can even use frozen veggies if you can't get them fresh or if you don't have time to be, you know, cleaning broccoli. 
and and roast that up with some um, with some turkey breast or chicken breast and prop that in the oven. Add the spices that you like, a, a little little bit of um, the uh, healthy oil, and and roast it up while while you're doing your last Zoom meeting of the day. You know there are ways to to make it easier for you um, than the uh, than you know fast foods and and things that are convenience foods for us. You know it's it's. Um fascinating because i i enjoy cooking and i think the cooking itself can be therapeutic um, i agree it's it's, I agree completely. it's it's a great way to spend some of your time and prepare meals that are prepared the way you want them and and you enjoy them i think even more um what i wanted to bring up was that when you do like to cook you like to have the freshest ingredients but fruits and vegetables don't keep very well and i was glad to hear you give a, at least a faint nod to frozen fruits and vegetables as as Absolutely. being a way no, to no, 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 i'm sorry i didn't mean to no no go ahead no i actually that's the phone nod that i gave to frozen fruits and vegetables my only caution is um, sometimes you know uh, a bag of veggies will have a sauce with it or uh, added sh- uh, um, salt uh, or preserve this. So just look at the back of the bag. If it says broccoli, that's it. You're good to go. If it has a salt packet, I would suggest, you know, not using that and just steaming it in a glass bowl on the microwave. Literally, depending on your microwave time, it could be two minutes, three minutes to steam it up. Use a squeeze of lemon or some lemon zest, salt and pepper, and you have a side dish ready for dinner. So so I, I really think that this is an easy way for families to start to incorporate some vegetables in their diet. Um, they can say, take the same bag of veggies and throw it on a sheet pan, like I mentioned, and roast them up. So there are ways to make it easier for you. And with frozen fruit, um, I, I try to encourage people towards lower glycemic foods. That means things like the different colors of berries. The colors themselves are good for you because of the polyphenols. And you can keep them frozen. So if there's no added syrup um, or sugar, that they, they're really good for you. And, and they last because they're in the freezer and you have them available. Um, because you're also busy and, and things perish. And then you feel like you're wasting money. So, so that's, that's a good, uh, good help when it comes to veggies and fruits. And and what about breads? I you know I have to admit I love a hard crust white bread, warm with melted butter, <laughs> and I I don't eat it every day. I don't have it all the time, but I love that. How do how do breads fit into this? Right. So what you would say, Tom, it's it's sort of the difference between um, you know a freshly baked loaf of bread that maybe you get at your local bakery where they're making it that day from scratch versus a shelf stable loaf of bread that if you bought from the supermarket and you put it on your counter and you went away for three weeks and came back, it would actually look the same when you came back. Right. And the reason for that is it's it's full of preservatives, and that's that's just a good lesson to for us to understand. It's not that it tastes bad, but it's the fact that it's chock full of also ingredients that are not necessarily good for you. What I, I know that bread is a, a big part of people's lives, and, and I would say the, the healthier you can source bread, sourdough is really a good good type of bread if, if it's something you want to move toward. Um, everything, Tom, you know, in moderation, everything uh, within reason, within portion control. Why do I say that? Because, you know, 50 or 60 years ago, the dinner plate in the United States was nine inches. 
in, in diameter and now it's 12 inches. So, <laughs> so portion, portion control is something I think that as Americans we need to pay a little bit of attention to. Bigger so isn't not, always I, better. I understand. Exactly, exactly. And, and in terms of bread, I, I'm not, I prefer people not to have to eliminate foods because then they feel miserable and unhappy that they can't have something they love. So I'd rather speak to them about can you get a good source of that bread have it in moderation. Enjoy it when 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 you feel up for it. But but try to not make it an everyday part of your meal because there are healthier whole grains that you can get. Doctor, um, I have to put a com- I have to put a comma there because I need to go to break. Can you sure. stick around so we can talk some more? Sure, absolutely. Great. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic as well as artists, musicians, candidates and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating 
resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, 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 take it away. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, my, my guest this hour is a uh, board-certified uh, psychiatrist, professional chef, and nutrition specialist. She is currently the director of nutritional and lifestyle psychiatry at Massachusetts General Hospital. And uh, she has a new book. It's called This Is Your Brain on Food that we've been talking about. Dr. Uh, Uman Naidu is uh, with me by phone. And, Doctor, welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. Well, thank you so much, Tom. I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. I hope it's useful to your listeners. I, I can't believe how fast the time is going because uh, it is absolutely fascinating. Um, and, and I've had a lot of people on the show talking about the health benefits of certain kinds of foods and what foods are better than other foods, but never on the mental health implication of food and right. and i think that's uh, an important part of what the book is about but one thing that i have been uh, holding off on bringing up and that is my uh, my midwestern addiction to red meat and potatoes mm-hmm. sure so, so i mean i think um like i said uh, early on in the show whatever the diet is that someone um comes into my office speaking about, I am very open to trying to figure out solutions to make things differently. So, for example, understanding um, the, the source of the, the beef, right? Um, grass-fed is definitely important in terms of the source of the red meat. I understand it may not always be available or may not be cost-effective, but it's just something for people to know um, because of how the, the cattle are fed. And then what that brings um, into your body when you when you consume that that piece of meat. Um, so some the tell, tell me how much you like to eat. I'm sorry. Tell me what you like to eat. give me a typical a t- steak that you like or how you like to eat it. I, I like a uh, a ribeye steak cooked on the grill. Okay, so you know I think that. Um, one of the things you might want to think about is where you get your, what source of your ribeye steak you get. And if um, I'm feeling really like, fancy, um, <laughs> I, I add a double-baked potato to that. Right, right. So, so I think, you know, um, when it comes to potatoes, the, the glycemic index of potatoes on their own are pretty high. So, so, you know, can you maybe switch out to adding a sweet, sweet potato? Can you consider, you know, having that meal less often, even though it's your favorite meal? Um, over time, uh, in addition to weight, the type of 
the, the Titan quality, and you might actually be getting grass-fed meat already, maybe think about a different cut that has um, a different a different um, level of, of the fats in that. Um, it's not that all fats are bad, it's just the quantity that you're consuming in a particular meal. Right. So I think that whatever it is, there are things that you can do to enjoy your meal, maybe make sure you're always having it with a healthy salad, and I don't mean one that, that drenched in, in, in one of our favorite American dressings called ranch. I, I mean, <laughs> Everybody loves you know, ranch. That's <laughs> an American you know, tradition. But, but, you know, listen, there are ways to make uh, a homemade ranch dressing with probiotic-filled rich um, yogurt, a plain yogurt. So, so there are tweaks you can, you can make to still make it creamy and, and make a tweak on, on the, the type of dressing we would get in the, in the supermarket, which also has a lot of added sodium and added sugars and preservatives. Then, you know, can you, so can you add a big salad to your side dish and instead of your baked potato, can you add a sweet potato instead of the, the actual baked potato? And then, you know, can, and, and, and occasionally if you enjoy beef and that's one of your go-tos, over time, can you also start to incorporate other sources of lean protein to your diet? And, you know, times when you have beef, maybe a, a different cut of beef that is, um, you know, uh, that is maybe healthier, slightly healthier for you on a given day. There's something that I really believe in, uh, Tom, about nutrition is that nutrition changes, the research changes all the time. That's why, my, as I mentioned earlier in this conversation, my patients come in confused. Should I eat fat? Should I eat fat? You right, know, should I do right. this? Is it low fat or high fat rate? So it's really about taking what you're doing and what are the things you can add that are healthier and what are the things you're doing that you can tweak a little bit. Well, I'm they lost me completely. They lost <laughs> me completely with uh, good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. It, it, it gets to be really confusing. <laughs> so so, so I, I, I wouldn't want you to give up your favorite meal. I just want you to add some healthier uh, tweaks to it and uh, maybe have it less often. Um, you know, think about some other ways to include, uh, if that's the kind of beef you like and that's what you went to, absolutely. But then, you know, on the other days of the week, can you bring in some salmon? You know, salmon on the grill can be yummy. You can, can you bring in more vegetables to your diet? Sure. Um, you can do those on the grill. And um, can you, you know, add a huge healthy salad and maybe, you know, there's a cool thing called an air fryer oven now. So can you make sweet potato fries? Um, to go with your steak, you know that could be uh, much, much, much more, much more healthfully prepared, and you're getting away from the baked potato because while it's delicious, it's just adding to your glycemic load of, um, you know, of the carbohydrates that you um, that you, you want less of in your diet. And and finally, the Great American Hamburger and efforts to uh, replace it with uh, imitations. Right. So that's, that's a, an interesting one because the, you know, it really, really has, it really, one has to look more closely at the ingredients of the replacement. Um, some of the ingredients are not necessarily healthier. Um, so I think my, my take on that is if someone is plant-based, that's what their options are. The plant-based options are, are, are really, in, in my opinion, for, for people who may care more about the planet in a certain way. It might, might be that take. But if that's if they are plant based and that's what they eat, you know, maybe look amongst the different ones, look at the ingredients and try to find a healthier version. Um, I think I think that you know if you if you you uh, consume meat, you know, think about lightening it up. Think about can you make a turkey burger? Can you make a salmon burger? There are other ways to 
to do this, um, to to still enjoy something that you eat and make some healthy tweaks to the actual to the actual meal. Um, and then plant-based, you know, I think people just have to be cautious about what they're eating and uh, which, which say, which type of meat, meat replacement they're going to because not, not, not many of them are that healthy. Well, doctor, as I mentioned uh, a couple of moments ago, I can't believe how fast the time is going and it's time to wrap up. But I want to remind people that the book is called This Is Your Brain on Food, written by my uh, my guest, Dr. Uma Naidu. And um, doctor, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and about the work that you do and this and other writing that that you may have done. Do you have a website? I I do have a website. So um, my website is umanaidomd.com. I'll spell that. It's U-M-A-N-A-I-D-O-O-M-D.com, where you will find a link to the different sites where you can buy my book, the book is really intended as a guide to get started, so um, I do think it could be useful to some people. Um, but also, we put out where you know the blogs that I've written for Harvard Health Press and other places, the media that I do um, that is converted into print, so people can read it. But you can also follow us on social, where we put updated science, uh, the ever-changing science, updated fun facts for people to know. Um, and right now we're doing a, a hashtag brain food, uh, brain food love challenge, which is people who buy, buy the book um, can participate in sharing a recipe and photographs. And uh, there's a whole, a whole lot of stuff on Instagram that you can see. But it, the tag is at Dr. Uma Naidu. Uh, no spaces and no um, punctuation. It's at D-R-U-M-A-N-A-I-D-O-O. So check us out there as well. Well, Dr. Naidu, thanks so much for spending this time with me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Tom. It was my pleasure. Okay. We'll be back with more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. commercials give me headaches just when I'm feeling chipper as you please that's when they show me all my sinus cavities headaches headaches those sponsors don't care how my headaches see that announcer he looks so fine his head should ache like mine Headaches, headaches Those pounding hammers give me headaches They say it once and then they say again Oh, tension, pressure, pain Oh, tension, pressure, pain Headaches, headaches Those sponsors love it when my headaches Mother, don't hand me those pills from the shelf. I'd rather do it myself. Mommy, 
Dancers love it when my head aches. There is one remedy that's unsurpassed. And their commercials give me headaches. Fast, 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 headaches. Headaches. You pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. It's time.